Good morning. Good morning. Happy uh, 420, as the kids say, on the law enforcement. And uh, oh, it is 420. Oddly, it is 420, which oddly used to be, I don't know if, you know, just kind of a, uh, you know, gag or a one off, but obviously so many other horrific anniversaries have happened on. On April twentieth, I don't know if we just need to, you know, focus on the uh, g- the good natured uh, uh, smile uh, reference of that uh, of that date. But somebody, uh, I think, on NPR earlier today, I heard that it was also uh, also the anniversary of because uh, everything's an anniversary of um, uh, Robert E. Lee uh, turning in his commission to the Union Army and uh, joining the uh, Army of Virginia to get into that skirmish, which, of co- course, he would famously go on to lose. So He did lose. So, he did. He like did. a scumbag coward. Well, like the... Uh, you never really thought that uh, when George Washington saw his cavalry commander, he'd say, that guy's son or son-in-law is going to do some bad stuff. Going to do some bad stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that the, the scummy nature certainly increased as you went multi you know, generations into the future of people who still had a chip on their shoulder about about losing. Um, but um, yeah, it was also weird. Four twenty, I guess. Famously, for anybody with a book or a calendar, you know, it's Hitler's birthday, but uh, Ravishing Rick Rude died, who had been a you know, huge WCW, WWE star, and then Columbine. Dude, I remember being at like kind of like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's what I, it's, uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's what I do, but it's what's Hitler's birthday. Columbine. Uh, yeah. It's an anniversary of death, basically, and destruction, uh, which probably would explain why people need to, you know, relax. Yes, self-medicate. Yes. Interesting. We were in Denver and uh, driving around, and the wife goes, are we near Columbine? And, like, two seconds later, we passed the school, like, literally. Oh, wow. So I, I kind of had to look at her sideways a little bit on the creepy scale. Well, maybe there's a there's a screenplay in there. Right. Yeah, there's a screenplay in there about her being a sixth generation Barbadian soothsayer or something. I don't know. Uh, that's what attracted me to her. I don't, well, I don't blame you. I mean, she's a lovely, lovely lady. Lovely lady. Isn't she, though? But I'm a fan. But What's that? I'm a fan. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, so I just pulled up, and maybe this would be a funny thing to, just to do in the future. <clears throat> uh, uh, events that happen today in history. Yes. Oliver, Crom- Oliver Cromwell. Uh, not the famous pickleball player, but the leader of the England of government for a while. In 1653, he uh, dissolved England's rump parliament, which may, you know, have been a precursor to Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, Oh, this is interesting. The Rump Parliament was the uh, <clears throat> what they called the English Parliament after the uh, after Colonel Thomas Pride commanded soldiers to purge the Long Parliament on uh, December sixth, sixteen forty eight, of those members hostile to the grandees' intentions to try King Charles the First for high treason. On 420, of course it was high treason. 
It was. It was. It was. It was. And I like they specifically put under that rump normally means the high end or backside of a mammal. Uh, yeah, so that was, and there was some other stuff, but that was, I just like they, they specifically put in there for clarification, which is a very polite thing to do. I like how you're drawn to that story because of the high treason on 420. I was, and it was the first recorded thing I think in the between sixteen hundred, sixteen oh one to nineteen hundred. Uh, Robert E. Lee committed high treason on this day. Uh, Hitler pretty much def defines treason. Uh, he doesn't get the moniker of high though. He doesn't. Well, and it's one of those again, you know. Victor's Victor's uh Victor's write the history books because obviously famously and, and as the uh crutch that the uh January sixth insurrectionists wanted to hang their hat on is that the American founders actively engaged in high treason to break away from England to form America. Um uh, and not to be super tribal about it, but we won and they're not actually on our team. So the people that are trying to break off now and commit treason away from our American experiment. But, uh, but here we are. Here we are. Well, there are similarities. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it's so strange. I mean, everybody, you know, talks about, this is you know, strange how uh, facial hair obviously has changed over time. Because, you know, Hitler had gotten did that whole thing with the mustache, I think just to insult Charlie Chaplin, but actually because, you know, when chemical warfare was really expanded on at that point in history, you know, people, especially in kind of European aristocracy and whatnot, had glamorous, luxurious facial hair. Uh, but to get gas masks on, they had to remove a lot of the facial hair and so he ended up just having this you know his little tramp mustache to uh because it was the only thing he could wear a gas mask with so right. fortunately we're not engaged in chemical warfare and i will have a large mustache and a santa claus beard as often as i want so so well what's the largest because you have a, i feel like you have glorious you have a really good head of hair and uh and and the you and and beard wise, I feel like you could definitely. No, I can't. Like what's do the that. largest you've I ever can't had do a beard? A, a decent beard. I'm always going to look scraggly, uh, even when I comb it. I even, on a whim, bought a beard straightener like product plug-in. You know the ion titanium whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have to let your junk grow out pretty long for that to be any of any use so uh but i don't, I don't know i just i'm like 80 percent there do you still have that uh probably okay because i need to get something like that i mean i i that was my bit that's my big issue because i'll grow you know i'll get three or four inches of beard hair at least and uh and I'll, I'll get product and I'll, you know, beard butter and all this stuff. But at some point, like, you just have to have a straightener. I, um, I believe so, yeah. You know, I did, uh, when I was doing St. Baldrick's Day, uh, and I, I don't know if y'all came out before, but for those listening who don't know, St. Baldrick's Day raises money to help fight children's cancer. So it's a big head shaving party and we raise money. Because um, I'd never shaved my head before till. I got involved with uh, St. Baldrick's Day, but I mean that I do it as a normal thing and not like a thing for a show or whatever. But, uh, um, but I, I had, to, you know, I, you, know, you don't shave or cut your hair for two or three months before that, and so that was the first time I had somebody I was with at the time who um, she just had a had her gimmick. I think I figured out later. I think she just wanted a place to live between the time she moved out from where she was living and she bought a house. Figured that out pretty quickly. But uh, anyway, I didn't want to live with her grandmother or mom. So, so uh, 
but she would, I guess it would have been a, in there, that case, a hair straightener, a flat iron, but she brought it over and used it on my beard and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. All um, right. So this is more of a, uh, a, uh, ionized comb, maybe. Let's see. I sent you a link to it. Yeah, and that, that's all the guys that are pictured are just a bit more hairy lengthwise because length matters. Don't let anybody fool you when they tell you that the length of your beard matters if you're going to use some kind of straightening device. Okay, well, I'm just curious, because I was thinking it was different. Are they saying in here, and I'm reading it, obviously, but if you know better while I ask you, are they suggesting that you just use heat and and that the, the, the bristles are thick and or tight enough together that they will heat each of the hairs to get them straightened out without... Because I was thinking more of the flat iron where they put the hair... Yeah, I was too. Out. Tells you how okay. much I used this device <clears throat> um i i am no expert and will offer no opinion i do know it worked it just i didn't have enough hair for it to be effective or practical yeah i usually i usually keep it keep it pretty short until yeah, it even like says Memorial, two Memorial Day to Labor Day. Yeah, Memorial Day to Labor Day. You were pretty sure. It says two inches or longer. Oh yeah, well that's that's me. Two inches or longer. That's the new T-shirt. That's the new T-shirt. Oh, what was that? That's the new T-shirt. Yeah, what what is on the new T-shirt? Oh, uh, two inches or longer. Right. Um, yeah. I finally fit into the good side of things. I didn't say we were the good guys. I'm just saying that's what the T-shirt's going to say. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, speaking yeah. of people, you're not sure if they're the good guys or not. Have you ever Have you ever seen the Wallflowers? Like in concert? Yeah. Yes. Because they played at Ziggy's last night, or not Ziggy's? What it's I don't know. What's it called now? Down Dog. Ramcat. Ramcat. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I would have gone. If the ticket were free, and it's weird, <clears throat> they were really good in concert, uh, and it would be a great band for that kind of venue. But that song kind of got on my nerves. I, I wasn't a fan of of uh, my son loved it when it came out, and that's all he played. And I wanted to do things, unspeakable, horrible things to that CD for some reason, which is odd for me because, in general, I like music. I don't know. Interesting. I haven't thought about that band. and I haven't thought about that memory in forever, even though I saw the them in the lineup for Ramcat. There's those multiple lives we talked about the other day. Yeah, do you ever... <clears throat> I think about the Wallflowers, and then I think about... And I wouldn't say they're one-off bands, but I mean... And I don't want to sound like I'm slandering them or by using the phrase one-hit wonder, but other than, you know, one headlight, did they have another song that was had some kind of public awareness not that i'm aware of but uh i imagine that if i heard anything off that album i wouldn't i would remember it i feel like they're pretty passive i mean i'm not saying they're the uh the the scissor sisters of their generation cuz scissor sisters had a few more hits but but uh that's got to be a, I mean, as a person who's still, <laughs> every day I go out in the business community across North Carolina and meet all these people that people still 
want to not let me out of other people in my family's shadow. I can't imagine how Jacob Dylan, you know, if 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 people's perceptions or their social valuations of his father limited his um um put an artificial I don't say boundaries, but just where people wouldn't acknowledge him because his father was Bob Dylan and they thought nothing you could do could touch what your father did. I imagine the public did. Uh, but anybody in the industry, I think the universal love for Bob Dylan would uh, at least get, uh, hey, how you doing? I don't know. What do I know? Well, I don't know. Well, and talk about in the in the climate we live in of, of polarization. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day, and you know, I think because she had listened to the show, and well, what it may have been. I'm sorry. We had a listener. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did on purpose. Uh TBD. 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 Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Um, but uh, somehow we were talking, you know, I think she listened to and the, and the, the when I, I don't know if you were on the show that day, but we were talking, we being me to myself and all the listeners, all the listeners, all, all, all you and your work. precious. I'll do the voice at some point for the, for the, for the folks, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but the, but, oh no, you and I did talk about it because it was first album. First album we ever bought, and you were you were talking about Aerosmith, of course you did because we've talked about this several times. And so she mentioned, and I thought she was kidding because we do uh, <laughs> some some brain exercise I like to do where you can person A thinks of something or a place a person, uh, you know, an an album or something, and then person B has to ask yes or no questions or very specific questions. To determine who what it is you know um but i could not figure it out and so i figured out that it was uh uh a 90s band caucasian alternative vibe and they started with an s and i could not for the life of me figure out who she was talking about and then she told me and i thought uh you wasted your first album on these people and i tried I like I see the value in them, but I just but I'm like I'm just not into that kind of music at all, and it just reminds me of everything I didn't like about the '90s. I'm sure they're cool dudes, having never yeah, met them. A, a rock band? Oh, it's the Spin Doctors. Oh, and no. I can't. Dude, I just, I've seen them in concert, and they were fantastic. Okay, I just for some reason maybe I just wasn't because I was a really straight laced person most of my life, and I feel like you had to be a stoner to like them and i could i just could not find the value i mean like lyrically there were some interesting choices and it almost well, had they could have been called it. shaggy because the dude looked like shaggy from from uh scooby-doo scooby-doo i think if they had called it that i'd have been a lot more into it but uh or i dig they, that song man i mean that's I just, a groove. Was, yeah well well the two songs uh two princes and uh the other song that they had. Here's a I mean, like tidbit as I buy lottery tickets online. Um, I can enter the wrong three-digit code, and it still takes my card. Well, maybe I think we should shoot a documentary about that and how many people that that's just half the reason they get their. Get <clears> I mean, off. it would be interesting to put in random numbers and. See if it works. Nah. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway, Spin Doctors, I get it. I give it a two thumbs up, man. They were great in concert, like just jammed like hell. And it wasn't on four twenty. Yeah, I don't think. Well, the nineties, I mean, I'm, 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 that's one reason I'm fascinated to hear your perspectives because I think obviously you saw more of the evolution of, uh, of 
music in America. Oh, and yeah. obviously, and I'm always fascinated too. And I mean, I love watching you know older interviews with folks because obviously that American artists stole things from everyone, not just the not just the Native Americans, but stole from everybody. Um, but then how what they turned it into influenced so many. I mean, I guess more, most famously British, uh, you know, uh, musicians who then came to America and re-influenced a, a whole generation over here. Uh, but yeah, I'm Man, just, I, I'm you just know, curious. I don't, I don't associate music with cultural appropriation quite on a one-to-one -one ratio. Uh, the beauty of stealing music from one another is, is an, I think, a natural progression. And, and one with honor, actually, because if you're going to steal something, it's because you like it. And we wouldn't have Led Zeppelin without theft. And we, we just, the Beatles, you know, all of those bands just took blues, basically, and reconfigured it. Um, they all acknowledge, except for Zeppelin, who, I guess, for le legal reasons, don't and can't. They acknowledge the greatness that they stood upon, and it was with love. I am walking around the pirate ship for those of you listening. Um, well, I'm just curious. Yeah, well, but I see like Little Richard specifically, somebody I think of, and I'm, and I'm you know, I'm a, I love Little Richard. I mean, obviously, I yeah, we I mean, can that come into things goat. later in life. He's OG and goat. He's both, but he's he's till the day he died. I mean, he was. I think he had a loving heart, but he overcome a lot of stuff, obviously, in his life and. You know, I mean, fam you know, he was, you know, famous for he would do the, the gimmick where he would say something, he'd laugh, the person he's talking to would laugh, and then he'd say, shut up, you know, and everybody laughed and thought it was funny, but he would say later in interviews, I think I, I think it was a Donnie and Marie Osmond interview, uh, and he was like, they were like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? And he was, he just said, well, when my dad used to beat me, he'd tell me to shut up. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? And so, but it, he was really, uh, famous. He was probably he was, serious, but you don't necessarily know if he was. Oh, no, he was very serious because he, because he started crying afterwards. Oh, like they, well, yeah, well. He, he was very serious. Um, yeah. But his dad, but you know, hyper-religious people in the South, I mean, still to this day, and you see it in legislation, especially now, but they just want to try to beat the gay out of their kids. You know, if they're not appropriately masculine and, you know, into all the, not to turn it into a super political thing, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Little Richard, I think he, he, he toured with the Beatles before they came to America, but like the Beatles were his opening act in England. Uh, and yeah, then, you sounds know, Paul, right. yeah, Paul McCartney famously would try to do the, that thing my cousin can do, the, what? that thing it's right sounded obviously oh, better yeah. when anyone who's not me does it but uh all the all that stuff well i mean you think back on uh, uh chuck berry and little richard and yeah. countless others that we'll never know about unfortunately uh they certainly elevated music as much as any band like the beatles or Zeppelin did. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the Beatles' work, but there's no denying that they, uh, in honor of 420, that they evolved in ways that just wasn't going to happen in different cultures. And, and that's the beauty of different cultures is the fact that you get different perspectives on the exact same thing. Different people can play the same three chords and do it 
so differently, it is a completely unique genre. So with music, uh, it continually evolves, and I think that is a beautiful thing. I will never say that today's music ain't as good as it used to be. I, I'm not as attuned to a lot of things that are done now. But uh, there's a reason young people are drawn to that. And I don't mean the fans, I mean those musicians. And I'm just going to trust their hearts as to why they're doing it. And I try to, you know, I, 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 Rick Beato on YouTube, he'll break down today's top ten. And, you know, there's, there's some gems in there. And if you think back to the 80s, which was absolutely horrid. Oh, blasphemer. Horrid time of popular rock. Hair bands were garbage. But you can listen to in any decade greatest hits and be like yeah man that decade rocked but the fact was that you know for the most part the music sucked in any decade but i would take 90s pop rock like blink 182 and uh creep uh i would take that decade over the 80s garbage any day you can take motley Crue. You can take Poison. and You know, these were good musicians, but they produced garbage. And I will die on that hill. That does and, feel and, like... Well, I got one more. I got another, another thing to prove it. Yeah. All these bands were in makeup and in drag. And look what their fans today are losing their minds over. That tells you, that tells the story, in my opinion. The bands I listened to back then, uh, they were classic then, and they're classic still. You know, one band I thought I was an oddball for being into, and uh, it, it was glorious to see them ascend is is hauling oats are you so you're saying group? oh there you go no yeah i was just thinking so yeah well, they had, like, we, we five, never five know thoughts. if our mics go out or if there's some technical right so you're saying uh you uh this was a this was a complete thought two minutes ago. But if what you're saying is you like that old time rock and roll, um, well, I, I prefer. I mean, Bob Seger is truly a great talent. Uh, unfortunately, he was absorbed into the and that that whole cliche there. I think uh, I think if I'd written that song and then I saw the kind of people that use that trope, I uh, I would rescind the song from history. I would create time travel and never write it. But yeah, you know, I I used to listen to a lot of Bob Seger, but I never liked that song. Speaking of cultural appropriation, and I mean, I've, I've just really, you know, I mean, I try to learn things and study and, and figure out what, you know, always, always trying to figure out the why, because uh, as Poirot famously said, uh, you ask why, why I will tell you everything else, you know, and uh, I'm always fascinated by when those when rock and roll was the anthem of the anti-authority, but specifically the anti-war, anti-you know, international arms sales, anti-this, anti-that, anti-racism, anti-oppression, anti-subjugation, and then suddenly the people who were 
listening to the music suddenly had tried to ad- adopt it and ad- and and in their minds adapt it to being supportive of their platforms of oppression of war of genocide and of all these things um and it's just a fa- yeah the same thing you mentioned the same way that uh you know the angry virgins want to try to appropriate the punisher and you know <laughs> i told you that time when i went to uh this past christmas there's a lot of my friends and my relatives you know they're all they have kids and they're getting into the middle school, high school age, uh, except for a couple of early starters. So I think they have kids that are getting out of college now, but um, uh, that I bought some stuff from the high school I'd gone to because uh, they'd opened a new high school and I was fascinated, you know, because where the new, the new high school is, is where had it existed, you know, 50 years ago or whatever would have been where like my mom and her siblings would have gone to high school and where I would have gone to high school initially. And so I'm just fascinated by, I wouldn't say it's alternate history, but you know, just curious about, you know, the multiverse thing we talk about, about, you know, what if you did this, what if you did that, just fascinated, you know, plurality of ideas and possibilities, but that, uh, they, I bought a, you know, a couple sweatshirts, t-shirts or whatever. And I picked up a T-shirt, and I looked at the front of it because I, you know, why would I, you know, if, if it's got a big logo on the front, why would you think there's something on the back? Have I told you the story? No. Okay. Bought a T-shirt. Da da da. I just looked at the front of it, uh, you know, just because I'm dra- grabbing a couple shirts. Blah blah blah. Get out there. Whatever, got it back to the house, you know, turned it inside out, threw it in the washing machine, got it out of the washing machine. And you'll never guess what was on the back of the T-shirt. Bud Light. No, so, well, I mean, Bud Light's bad because I've never drank piss, but I would imagine, you know, and obviously people with no taste palate, they think it's great, but. um, We'll we'll do a callback to that here in a minute. What was on the the back of the T-shirt? Uh, it was a desecrated flag shirt and I had no idea that I'd bought one because I'm against desecrated flag shirts. Spoiler alert. If you think you're a patriot or you've got some blue lives matter, or you're desecrating the American flag. So you're, yes, 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 you're worse than all the people you claim to be against. So I'd accidentally bought a flag desecration shirt. Um, so Uh, I, I just, I was mortified that I, uh, you know. What was you? It was that bit it, of money you spent that allowed that person to take the next step. And then all of the rest happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, as I've been told by uh, numerous people over the course of my lifetime, it was all your fault. That thing that happened when you weren't there, that was your fault. <laughs> Except this actually was something I did. So whoops. As uh as as the uh female icon of my generation said, oops, I did it again. So that's I wonder what she had for breakfast in January twenty ninth of nineteen ninety eight. I wonder where we could find out that information. Anyway, call back to Bud Light. Uh <clears throat> the people that liked hair bands that are now ultra conservative and hate men in makeup and hate Bud Light lived by Bud Light. It was their jam. So that well, tells you all you need a... to know about hair bands, Bud Light, and uh, people that liked hair bands. Let's not besmirch. I love hair bands, and I'm not a racist that I'm aware of or a bigot. But uh, let's not besmirch the good name of hair bands. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Um, Are a lot of conservatives today bands of hair bands? Well, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying let's not let's not let's not paint everybody with the same brush or lump them in together. I'm not. I'm not. But 
Okay. So if you go to a dinner party and there's a Nazi at the table. So, man, you know. I thought about that analogy the other day, but I find that that makes me. I completely understand what you're saying, but I think if if we were all at a dinner party and then later we found out or someone announced while we were there, they were a Nazi. I don't think that would, if we had no knowledge ahead of time that that was going to happen, I don't think we should be held to that standard. Um, there is a caveat. You know, ignorance is bliss. Uh, I don't think it's ignorance. Everybody, I, I think, but I think party. ignorance is a misused word. No, no, I, I'm. I make fun of uh, your love for hair bands, and I truly don't think you're a Nazi or a conservative. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, one and the same thing. But I am certainly going to take advantage of it every chance I get. But yeah, I, I, well, I'm a sensitive chicken. I'm a sensitive chicken. I lived, <laughs> Just be gentle with me. I lived through hair bands. I had to suffer those people in that time okay mm -hmm. so uh i was forged in this fire <clears throat> what bands i listened to were uh, uh you know of course the holy trinity rush and uh classic rock in general though rush put out albums throughout the 80s uh hollow notes that's when i got into jazz i listened to, to uh some classical for a while, which uh, I don't know. Classical has its moments, that's for sure. But for the most part, it all sounds the same to me. Oh, what else? Uh, who else did I listen to? Oh, yeah. I mean, Genesis and Phil. Um, there wasn't a lot of new releases in my playlist, though, percentage-wise. Yeah, well, and, and as a dude who was uh, there in the 70s, do you think that uh, 90s bands were like, that people felt like they, obviously, I feel like the answer is going to be yes, just the more I articulate this thought, but that uh, 90s bands uh, or, or musicians, the people were once the '90s got there. People finally felt like, "Thank God, this is more like the '70s or '60s." Or now that I'm saying it out loud, do you think that it was a case of um, uh, kind of the same way things are now, where it's like it is a 30-year cycle, which it, I had to get you know to to turn 40 to actually see enough of history and time to see this, where right. it is just everything's a con like a 30-year cycle. And that by the time people got to the 90s, they were uh, experimenting more and, and the, the, the tastes. Because I remember being a teenager in the 90s and everybody was a huge 60s. Everything was the 60s and maybe and maybe a lot of that. And I, and I, I don't know if you and I talked about this before. I feel like I've talked about it on some podcasts before. I know it's come up in conversations at you know, parties or schmoozy things but uh that the whole reason things come back as a dude yes. with no kids i'm thinking as a, a dude with no kids i'm thinking about this is that people who had been teenagers are now adults they have kids and their kids are starting to discover what their parents were doing when they were teenagers and so well, like, it's not oh, just my... the kids uh that, no. that certainly an aspect of it. And I mean, I very deliberately uh, introduced my son to the things I liked, you know, um, and also went on a path of discovery from his perspective. And, and we ex explored new things as well, but I digress. Uh, another factor of that is that people end up with, money and they buy their nostalgic feels so there's a, an audience for that again that that can facilitate the money yeah yeah well do you and again you were you were 
I had a better perspective and context because you'd had more life experience at this point. And I don't want to like have a conversation about politics necessarily about it, but the, but the cultural, which is funny now, I mean, maybe it's a thing that politics might come up in because how could it not? But <clears throat> whenever Bill Clinton became president, that I think a lot of people, and I see this now, I didn't at the time, but that a lot of people probably saw him as like the second coming of JFK because he was the first, because he was still 38 or 39 when he ran and when he became president. So he was like the second coming of JFK. And that for people who obviously it's funny now because the generation of selfishness and people that haven't accomplished a whole lot outside of arts and entertainment thought he was like the dude who was going to bring in the sixties mentality. Um, and that, that how much of that spurred in the callbacks, you know, to the sixties. I guess some in the seventies, because obviously that's, you know, they kind of were responsible for Fleetwood Mac getting back together and a lot of that other stuff. Um, do you think he was the first real guy? Uh, Clinton, like in terms of he was a finger quotes a regular guy who was not perfect. Obviously, got stuck with not just his hand in the cookie jar multiple times. No, I think that uh, he is. I think he truly was an elitist that had a toe in the common waters. You know, because he had that voice. He 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 was just a regular guy. Um, and you got to put your thumb up when you do that. Yeah, but and he was a totally self-made dude. Also, I mean, you know, a single he was he's a single mom. Dude, there's no doubt that he's brilliant on so many levels. But I I can't <clears throat> help but see all the dead people around him. It, I mean, what he did politically was uh, almost wonderful. Uh, or as president, the economy was amazing. But he also led to the housing downfall of 2008 with his policies. Uh, the war on minorities via the criminal justice system is attributed to him not vetoing in, in his policies. There are uh, there's certainly things that at the time uh, in, in that era his uh, term as president and cooperating with the other side is what taught them and showed them that cooperation is failure for their ideology. So <clears throat> I'm, I was a fan at the time, you know, I, I, and someone like him would be <clears throat> wonderful. I think Barack was a lot like him as far as charisma and all that goes. Uh, but man, Democrats just don't do enough. So, I don't know if that answers your question. It was a bit random. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it does. It does. It does. It does. It's uh, well. It's fascinating too that, uh, and obviously most people, and I think obviously you know we've got to work on a daily basis to educate ourselves more. But uh, the thing that people don't understand about a lot of it about the finance. I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of circumstances, a lot of ingredients in the financial collapse of 2008, but a lot of it with the mortgage thing was, and I'm a progressive person, but a lot of it was, and I'm, and I'm in favor of facilitating home ownership, obviously. Um, but a lot of the pro correctly, let me say that. But a lot of the problem was people, I mean, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Al Sharpton was was very guilty of being do, engaging in this publicly. Was uh, they would show up at lend? They would be you know they would hold rallies outside lending institutions and scream that 
But if you don't give people, I can't do it. Anyway, because normally when I do these things contextually, I feel like if you don't do a voice, you're not correctly articulating what was said. But um, basically telling people, if you don't give all these people mortgages, then you're a racist. Well, heads up, they can't fucking pay for this. They're going to lose their ass. And that's why it collapsed. It wasn't a militant right-wing conspiracy to whatever. It was our good friends showing up and screaming at people about, if you don't give all these people mortgages, you're a racist. So they gave all these people mortgages who couldn't afford them. Uh, and then and then the housing market collapsed. Yeah, there's so no way when, uh, something that, of that magnitude is any one thing. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, which, which in turn, just let me finish my thought real quick, is the reason all these cash money buyer conglomerate companies uh, bought up all the overtook the housing market. And so that was the thing when, and I'm not saying what political party they're part of, but for people that are screaming, and I think it's, a, I mean, RPAC Realtor Party, we're the number one or number two most bipartisan down the middle working on both sides lobby in America to try to facilitate home ownership among people that want to buy it. Because after 2008, the result of that was corporations came in and bought up all these houses for pennies on the dollar. And so when people say, oh man, we can't buy houses, half the reason is they gave loans to people that couldn't afford them. Corporations came in and bought the houses up. So yes, why does the rent cost so much? Because there's a limited limited supply of housing. There's not enough new construction expansion. Why is there not new construction expansion? because boomers won't retire to get out of the workforce to free up capital. Again, it's a multi-recipe uh, or multi-ingredient recipe that everybody, try, people don't, you know, they want to focus on, well, it's this, well, it's that. Well, it's everything. How are we going to address these things item by item and understand that it is, you know, again, there's not one switch you flip. It's lots of dials you have to make adjustments to over time. So, but when people say, why does it, why is the rent so expensive? Well, also, especially in North Carolina, this is a place people are moving to. You know, Lawrence yeah. June at the National Association of Realtors two or three weeks ago mentioned that he, his, you know, his projection for uh, 2023 is that there's going to be a housing, I wouldn't say a slump, but a, a, an adjustment down 38% nationwide, walking across the pirate ship. Uh, uh, 38% down to nationwide, but in North Carolina, we might only see a 7% a adjustment because. North Carolina is a place people are moving towards. And and I don't know what we're going to necessarily segue to next, but uh, two of our Forsyth County, uh, North Carolina uh, representatives just put up a bill to make uh, drag performances illegal starting December 1st. And I don't you know give a shit whether people like drag, don't like drag, but people need to understand when they get up and say things as they're as they're opposing points about God told me I'm right and you think I'm stupid. Well, heads up. When we're trying to attract business and investment from around the world, uh, they're going to look at you and say, yeah, you're fucking stupid. If these are the laws you're putting up. This, I mean, it was literally and somebody mentioned yesterday. um uh, if you all don't know, you can stream, you can go on the uh, North Carolina General Assembly website and stream sessions and just watch to see what's going on. Yes, uh, and it would be lovely if there was more of that. <clears throat> people, uh, but then again, so many people's minds are made up. The The ability to read is one thing. The ability to comprehend or even care to comprehend is something else. But you were mentioning segueing into something else uh, or what's next, and I've got one for you. Where is the place you've gone or what is the place that you are most relaxed? Oh, well, can you hear me now that I could talk about that? I can hear you now. 
Outstanding. Well, I do, I'm sorry that you missed the rant I was on about uh, the North Carolina General Assembly. No, I heard it. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I apologize uh, about that, but uh, uh, but I just I did, 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 did the part where I mentioned about uh, global economic investment in North Carolina. People are going to see this stuff, and it's going to look like a clown fest. Yes. Okay, good. And did I also mention that it's like the bathroom bill shit from however many years ago when they tried to kill the film industry? And so aside from making people in North Carolina look like incestuous rubes, which heads up, that's what your legislation's doing. It also made people think, well, why would we want to invest in a state that adheres to a backwards, out of date way of thinking? And I'm obviously, yes, child safety is important. Absolutely, yes. But again, like the bathroom bill, these policies are a solution looking for a problem that there's. I mean, the bathroom, all that stuff was made up. And you're, and if you want to, if you want to protect children, quit taking them to churches because that's where the perverts are. Heads up. And if and if and if you are going, I grew up in the Methodist Church, and it's the same thing with a lot of public bathrooms. You walk in those bathrooms, there are huge gaps in the side of the stall doors. Heads up, if you go to a place where there's huge gaps in the stall doors in the bathroom, you're taking people into a place where predators exist. And where they're encouraged to go. So, yes. Certainly calling for them. Yeah, folks of all religious denominations, if you want people to understand you're not predators, first step, make bathroom stalls where people can't just walk by and stare at you while you're in the bathroom. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about something else. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and exclude churches as your place of zen. But uh, yeah. What what is the place you? What is the place you go to, or or, or the the most relaxed you've ever been? The most relaxed I've ever been. Well, I mean, God, it was probably it was just one time I woke up with this this girl I was dating at the time. I just remember it was the first time in my life I felt peace and content and fulfillment. But uh, Obviously, that was a ruse and a misleading that someone had tricked me on. But uh, now I remember. Uh, I mean, as a re- on a regular basis, I'm a you know I'm a big fan of uh, you know walking. I'm a big. I'm sure if anybody, depending on what part, well, anywhere I am. I mean, if I you know that's one of the I have great to ask, things. man, what are you doing right now? Uh, I had to. Uh, I was getting a little warm, so I took my robe off and readjusted my microphone, and then I plugged in my other microphone. And I'm—I get a little worked up when I talk about reasons why people. When I get a little worked up sometimes, I don't know if you can tell about this, but I've—I uh, did I can't not sit pick still. up on that. No, yeah, I can't uh, sit still. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, a a uh, a person certainly can be the 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 most calm. It. My wife is is the non physical embodiment of my calm and peace but is there a, a location a oh that's what i was yeah that's what i was circling around to um <clears throat> i mean you know and i've been a starving artist most of my adult life um so i think i've really done a good job and it's one reason i enjoy walking late at night or early in the morning you know, when people are off the roads, because I have found a tremendous amount of Zen. Um, and I'm a big advocate, obviously, if people are physically capable of doing it. It's inevitably, and I think <clears throat> you've known me long enough that if I compliment someone or if I point out something, you know, instead of there's always a, a rash of insecure people who want to gaslight themselves and then trying to take what I'm saying intentionally out of context, but, but I definitely say just finding, you know, I'm a big fan of walking. Uh, I mean, hiking, I guess is a thing, but I feel like, I, you know, but I always joke that walking is residential hiking. Um, but just to find that Zen, cause I think the whole point in all these things, and especially for me is that you're, you're actively, you're going on a journey, but a lot of times it's a mental and physical and spiritual journey. Um, and so but for me, the, the mental and emotional journey has been a lot of 
in it, I didn't, I mean, this is a discovery I made later after physical that the walking was a physicalization of the internal journey. Well, physical right. manifestation of the internal journey. So strangely, I've found um, wherever I am uh, with a cigar, without a cigar, but I mean, you know, and obviously it's been raining a lot lately, so I haven't as much, but you know, I mean, usually I can crank out five or 10 miles a day. Um, if I'm really angry or worked up, I think a couple months ago I did 20 miles just because I, you know, and at some point, and not to be a dick about it, but a lot of times some people are trying to waste your time or give you shit or trying to devalue what you know your value is. Sometimes it's not just nice to go out and achieve things, you know, they're not physically or emotionally capable of achieving. Um, so, uh, but I like, there was, I mean, there's nice, I mean, I, I mean the beach probably, you know, um, but just finding peace and beauty. I mean, that's one thing that I, I don't want to say I'm proud of myself about, but I feel like I can find peace and beauty and value in most place, these things and situations. Um, but I like, I mean, the beach is always nice, you know, just, but I feel like smelling different air, you know, and whether it's the air at the beach or in the mountains or, um, you know, I, the last time I was, I was in New York, I went up for a Banksy show. Um, and just, I was there with my aunt and we had a great couple of days around there. And just that, that just the city, just the vibe of the city just, just took me to a place, uh, um, you know, that, that, I guess it was an elevated sense of peace, I guess it, it was, which people would, I think normally people would think like, Oh, it's too many people. Oh, that's so much commotion. But just for some reason for me, um, it just provided, uh, uh, I was almost like you were getting plugged into something that was more at your speed. And so that, that was a sense of peace. Right. But, um, yeah, but I just say, I mean, if I, the beach, I mean, sometimes it's people. I mean, sometimes just being with y'all gives me a great sense of peace. I, you know, um, uh, but a lot of times just, you know, give me, give me a cigar, give me my phone to listen to some music and I'll just, I'll just, and it's 1130 at night on a nice night. that's not too cold, not too hot. And just let me get some steps in, you know. Um, but I mean, the, I guess suppose if it was a place, if it was a place and I was by myself, I'd say maybe the beach. Um, uh, but again, I think I can, I've done a good job of learning how to, again, from that starving artist shit from years of that, being able to try to find the, ha find the happiness in moments other people would crumble in and find the value and that, you know, it's not, why did this happen to me? It's what can I learn from this? And, and so just um but i mean the beach i mean if, if 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 you look at my airbnbs what i'm normally is when i click on airbnb my default thing you know with kind of the crystal coast area uh uh i guess it would it would be there so so what about you mount charleston in uh nevada right outside of las vegas So how far is that from Area 51? Uh, probably not too very far away, but uh, it was insane because it, it was the first time that I'd ever not heard anything but nature for an extended period of time. That's and beautiful. We, I'm just pulling it up. Yeah, that's beautiful. It it, it uh seems like few people understand it's even there uh, i had no idea we were just driving around and and went you know well, let's go this way and then we just kept driving up a hill um loved it absolutely loved it i whenever i need to go there i just trans uh transport myself to 
Oh, I said trans. I think conservatives are going to ban me. But, well, uh, hey, December first is going to be against the law. So, if this yeah. if this bill passes, which hopefully it won't. But uh, yeah, there there's there's nothing like it. it just the scenery was beautiful, and there was snow on the ground because we were that high up. Because it was like eighty degrees in Vegas, and uh, yeah, it was just. That's a wonderful place. I encourage everyone to visit it because it is such a sharp contrast to Vegas anyway. So uh, I, I love Vegas. Uh, I, I enjoy roulette. But driving around Vegas is, uh, or you know, the surrounding areas is just stunningly beautiful in my opinion. What do you think? Uh, is Was that the biggest surprise the first time you went out there to Vegas? What do you think the biggest surprise was to you? You know, versus obviously the way it's represented in media versus versus your, your experience being there. What was the biggest surprise? Uh, I mean, the the... The first time I was there, I had no idea that Vegas was in a bowl and surrounded mm-hmm. by mountains. So I think that uh, that hit home the most. I, I stood there and looked around and it was like, oh, yeah, okay. I dig this. The, the ancillary beauty of Vegas would be the biggest surprise. All right, we are at our perfect cutoff time and uh and uh i guess we'll do this again tomorrow <laughs> maybe we will if the earth does not explode and maybe a few other things we'll see you guys tomorrow all right, right man. later see you in America. all right bye bye